Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. Today's special episode is something a little different. It's about a movie. Kiss the Future. It's about the, the Bosnia War, about how quickly and suddenly a nation where people have lived and worked together and share a love of their country can collapse into hate, revenge, violence, and all-out war, how quickly that can happen, how a strong man fans the emotional flames, and how music, art, culture provided a light that brought people together and gave them hope to see that light kept lit for peace. It's a period and a place I know. I was there for some of it. But today I wanted to bring on our special guest, Bill Carter, who wrote the screenplay, and it was based on his book, Fool's Rush In. Uh, Both a a great read, and and literally, uh, when I watched uh, a preview, I got to see an advanced copy of the movie. It brought back some both haunting memories of my time on the ground in Belgrade during this and, and also some memories of that, that light that, uh, uh, that we'll talk about uh, from some of the artists and radio stations and others that, that combined that you'll see in, this, in, in the movie. Uh, Bill, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. It's, it's an honor to be here. Uh, Alex, where do, you, where do you want to get started? Yeah. So, so first of all, again, this is, so this is for the film Kiss the Future. Really, really excited uh, to share this one. Um, In case you're following along and want to see it, there's going to be a special screening on February 21st. So the day after we release this episode, it's going to be at AMC theaters around the country. I think select theaters around the country. Uh, That one's going to be fun because they, uh, there's a message from Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, who are the producers of the film about why they got involved, which I'm sure we'll get into with Bill here. Um, Also, uh, after those special screenings, there is a theatrical run beginning on February 23rd at AMCs around the United States, and that'll be mostly in larger cities. But uh, if you need help finding it, you can probably always email us and we'll put you in touch with someone. But guys, what what I I know we were really excited about talking pre-show was, and, and Joe, you mentioned this in your intro, you have a, a, a personal connection to this, Trippy, and I think our, our audience, for, for starters, want to hear more about why that makes this film so powerful for us, and then, and then Bill, you can build on that. Well, you know, I, I, as I said, uh, I was there on the ground for a short period of time in Belgrade. I, I mean, I, it's hard to explain <laughs> how uh, 
in my kind of accidental life, I end up in in some of these situations. Alex has been with me when we were on the ground in Ukraine and other other places, Zimbabwe. But often, but on this one, I found myself with the three or four other Americans in Tito's palace, speaking directly, you know, truth to power to Slobodan Milosevic and trying to impress upon him, you know, the need to end this thing, uh, which he was moving towards doing. But I'll never forget the one, I mean, it's just a, a eerie period where he, he turned to me and he said, Joe, you know what makes you Americans so wrong about things or what you don't understand? Uh, and I said, no, and he goes, in every conflict, you must have a white hat and a black hat. And there are no white hats in our region, none. I wear black hat, the other leaders wear black hats, Croatia, you know, Bosnia Muslims, everything, they're all black hats. And uh, it was just, it just brings back, this, this film brought back both that dark memory, but also being there, uh, listening to a radio station, uh, B92, which was sort of a beacon for people across the region. Uh, not just playing music, but also standing up uh, to what was happening. And so uh, it, this film brought all that straight, you know, streaming right back into me, um, that period where, again, trying to, and we were successful, I think, in in moving things, but not as successful as, as what Bill's depicted in the screenplay. And so, Bill, like, I, I, I think, you know, it, I know how I got there, but how did you how did you get started on this thing? Yeah, I mean, you mean the film or my life there? Uh, your life there, and then the film, I guess. Yeah, my life there started as an accident, same as me. Yeah, like most good things. And what happened is I basically landed in, in Split as kind of a last resort of a certain time in my life that I was going through, and I had a friend, one friend, dear friend, Jason Aplon who was working for the IRC in split, humanitarian NGO kind of work. And he said, don't come here, man. Don't come here because I know you. Don't do it. <laughs> and of course, that was all I needed to get on a plane to get there. And I arrived with $200 in my shoe. And I spent the next several weeks trying to get on an NGO to try to get into Bosnia to just do things, to do something. To me, even from afar, it looked wrong, you know, in a very basic terminology. It just looked wrong that the city was surrounded. I had traveled through there as a backpacker. It just, I don't know, something was about it was wrong and something about my life was kind of upside down. So, it matched. And, you know, I lost someone I loved very much, my fiance. So, I was in this dark spot and for whatever reason, thought I should go to another dark spot. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is I joined a circus, a humanitarian aid organization, and that circus, we dressed as clowns and we drove in to Sarajevo and we had several tons of food and supplies and we did it over and over and over again. And that's a treacherous journey, by the way. But uh, what happened to me, because after two or three weeks in Sarajevo, you have to figure out why you're doing this because you're watching people die and that's not what you want to do. And so I was trying to figure out if I'm going to stay or go. And then I met some people. I met these two sisters, Layla and Selma, 
Pajevich and they took me to lunch. Lunch meaning spring onions in their house with their parents because there's no real food. And the laughter and the humor and the storytelling started to make me feel more connected. And then I started to go to these underground discos and these underground clubs. And that was a revelation. That was like in the middle of this darkness, in the middle of this horrific, horrific death trap, people were down underground playing punk music, reggae music, whatever, rock and roll. And I just, to me, as a young person who was 26 at that time, I just thought that's like, that's like drinking the marrow of life. You know, it, it's like, this is being alive. You are alive in this spot. And that was what I got very attracted to as a person. Support for that trippy show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash trippy. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash trippy. You know, it's interesting because uh, the same, I, you know, I, you, people don't know, I went into Iraq during the war to work on trying to lift up democracy. You know, they, they after 40 years of dictatorship, they didn't, they didn't know how, what a vote was, what a party was. And so I was one of the people who went in to, to try the brand. And the same thing, like, don't go there. You don't want to come here. And, uh, and I, was, I was actually scared to death because the war was raging. You were there in Sarajevo with all this going on too, right? I mean, it wasn't just, oh, uh, I no, mean, it was I, very dangerous. Yeah. I entered in 1993 in the winter. Uh, 1983 was arguably the worst, uh, especially the summer. I mean, you know, no, they're, they're HBO, a Croatian military, militia are killing you on the way to Sarajevo. And then they got the Serbs at Elysia who take all your supplies or 40% of them. And then they shoot you as you're leaving the checkpoint, you know? You know, I mean, no, this is people were dying everywhere. I mean, I, you know. We were sort of there at about the same time. I was, Belgrade was obviously not, not as dangerous as where you were. But, uh, but yeah, we were, we were, we overlapped. Yeah. You know, two things. That the, and then how did the, the movie come about and why now uh, for the movie? Yeah, the movie came in your view. Right, the movie came about, I got a call around, I'd say late March, 2021 from Ninad Chichenshan, who's the director. And he was asking me about my book and about the concert that U2 has. And there's very little footage on the concert that's available to, to the public. And there's a reason for that. And he was, he's from the region from Croatia, Slovenia, but he lived a lot of his time here in the States, but he went back there, probably think around 91, 92, but on the periphery, you know, I think he was trying to investigate how that, what happened there was relevant to what's happening today. And, and, and we were two months past January 6th, right? So, he called me and we started talking and we started going and creating a treatment and storyline and which really is the, my book is kind of a roadmap for that. And he knows Matt Damon and that company and Drew Vinton and those people. And so he went to Matt, uh, 
Matt said, yeah, I want to do this. And I went to Bono and gave him the, everything. And those two talked. And when those two talk and decide to do something, you're now in a different stratosphere. <laughs> of, of, hell, yeah. hell yeah, <laughs> I'd say. Things get done in different ways and things get, there's a lot of people involved to make sure it's quality control. You know, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And, um, but it's, it happened fast in the film world. And then we were off and running. Here's the funny, the funny, it's not funny. But one of the weird things is we did all these pre-interviews with people, mostly my Bosnian friends. They're the ones that populate the film. I'm in there, you know, as kind of this connective storytelling, the Bosnians, Christiana Ampour, Clinton, and then of course you too. And when we plan to go to Syria to do our live interviews of the Bosnians, it's suddenly Ukraine. Like right now, it was like right now, we were telling them right now, two years ago, hey, we're coming over in uh, March. And then Ukraine started. And Ukraine for us is over there. But for, for Bosnia, Ukraine is on the, their back door. And more importantly, it involves Russia again. And Russia is involved with Serbia. So suddenly they are now triggered in kind of a post-traumatic stress uh, way. And they don't want to do this. And so we pause. Uh, for a bit and to see how it's, you know, that first two months, we didn't know what was happening, right? All of us. So yeah. we paused and then we went in uh, May and things were shaping in a way that we could, we knew we were okay. Then it worked. The interviews were incredible. Uh, obviously they're in the film. Um, so that's, that's, that's how this film came about. And we have an incredible, we had an incredible team of people that were the core of this, of building the story. So one of the themes I, I really want to dive into, and I think this kind of will set up a lot of the other things we want to get to today. It's and 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 this is this is both from Joe's personal experience and and what we've seen in in different countries. You know, if you look at everything around the world happening right now, if you look at Bosnia, if you look at what's going on with Putin with Ukraine. And you see all these countries on edge facing a lot of the things in, in different levels of scale to what, what happened in Bosnia. You don't see, or maybe we're not as exposed to the level of the, that cultural spark, the punk music, the music, the any of the other art. Why do we think that is? Yeah, I hear you. But the funny thing, the, the reason this movie really wanted to be made right now, where I think it's perfectly timed, is that... Likewise, in Sarajevo, this was all in the dark, right? Like no one really knew about Christiana Ampour was there for four years and she didn't know that this scene existed underground. So in many ways, we that scene was in the dark. But I would argue that if you go to most of these conflicts that we're speaking about, the Ukraine, you know, wherever you want to, wherever you want to go, art and culture, you know, becomes who you are. Because all of us have an art. We just don't know it. You're right. We're busy with our everyday thing. You know, I got kids, I got carpools and everything. But when you strip down to nothing and everything's gone, your job's gone, house is gone, family's dead, had the people in jail, people in prison, blah, 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 blah. You end up becoming, who am I? Who am I? And what do I do well? You might be the guy who is great at entertaining the kids who have to be distracted from the hell around them. You might be the person who's a great cook. You might be the person who knows how to play guitar. You might be the person who knows how to... Whatever it is that you do, that becomes the humanity of who you are. And that is really what... I think that's happening in Ukraine. I think that's happening... You pick your spot. 
That's happening. It's the noise that allows us not to find that in us. But when there's nothing left, that's all you got. Yeah. So, you know, getting there, you know, because, uh, you know, I gave an outline of what I thought the movie was about, but I'd like you for in your own words, you know, what what is the, you know, take us through what you think the story this movie tells. I think, you know, I think that art, it's funny, we were, when our first pitch to the studio, I was talking about how, I'll give you this, I'll give you an example, okay. Is it, when was, the concert of you 2 is, part of it's in this movie, right? Never before seen. And at the end of that concert, which I was there, it was an incredible thing. 50,000 people in the stadium of all ethnic groups, religious backgrounds that had just been fighting are now in this stadium. At the end of the concert, I'm on the field and we had 4,000 NATO troops there to protect things. And this general of NATO comes up to me. He said, are you involved in this? I said, well, you know, he said, Jesus, we have spent $5 billion trying to get these ethnic groups to sell each other carrots or to play chess with each other. And this band spends their own money and brings all of this here and plays one show and does it all. And I said, yeah. And he said, we are in the wrong business. I said, yeah, art and culture matter. And, many, and, and I would say that this, this movie, you, you, you did it right, but it, what we're trying to stress is that art and culture is not a luxury good. It's not, it's not something that you go to on the opera when you don't have any money. You know, no, no one can go to the opera except for certain people. Art and culture are in your home, are on your street, are in, is in your kids' minds. And they preserve us, reminding us that we are a singular human kind of organism on this planet. We're all different. We're all interesting. We all can fight about things, but it doesn't mean that we're not somehow connected. And I think art and culture is one of the things that connects us. And this, the, the concert was one of those connections that happened that made it huge. Um, what was happening in the war was doing it as well. Do you remember who the general was? I don't. I wish chance? I did because he was so pissed off. And I don't mean he wasn't pissed at you. He was pissed <laughs> off at like how we do this kind of linear thinking towards solving problems, right? I mean, that's right. That's NATO. And right. we have, there's a place for NATO. I'm not trying to pick on NATO, but... I'm saying it's, it, it, it's kind of like a hammer on top of a nail, right? And art is a sneaky little subversive thing that can get into us and re- make us realize, damn, I am part of something bigger. I didn't realize. I forgot. I forgot that, you know. You know, that's what kind of strikes me about, you know, that meeting I had with Milosevic that I talked about where, yeah, it, you know, I, I thought at the time, like, gosh, you know, he understands the way we think a lot more than I'll ever be able to be inside that guy's head. But what these, a lot of these strongmen, you know, maybe Putin, I don't know, definitely Milosevic didn't understand was all the light that got connected by the B2, B92, excuse me, radio station, all those people listening to that music, regardless of who they were. I mean, just disconnected the U2 concert, other things that were going on with art and, and, and culture that, that we're still giving people some like this hope that there's light at the end of the tunnel. But I, I guess it makes sense because one of the questions I had for you, like, you know, in the 60s, it was out in the open here at home. I mean, yes, there was, there was you know, a disruptive period in, in the country, but music actually 
spoke about that disruption and actually sometimes kind of got in front of it in, in a way like YouTube did on uh, here. And I guess they're doing that. I mean, they have been to Ukraine. And, you know, the thing they've done that did in the subway station, I thought was just wonderful. But you're saying more of that is is actually happening. It's just again underground. Yeah, and also I I would argue, you know, you're right. Is that like Edge says in the film? You know, I'm paraphrasing, but basically he says, um, you know, when it, when it when in times of troubles, the strongmen come after um, artists, intellectuals always, because and there's a reason because the ideas and the energy that they're creating makes people remember. I don't need this horribleness. <laughs> I don't need this ugly ran- rancor. I don't need all of this. I-, I can just talk to my neighbor. Why not just go talk to my neighbor? It, it, that's a very dangerous thing to strong men. So they have to kind of strip that. They, they attack it. So when they, like, they see like a love story and the country's actually maybe interested in it, they want to, I, I, it starts to make sense why they, why they want to attack that kind of stuff. They want to knock it all down, I guess. I mean, I mean, okay, let's take your exact example just now, the love story. One of the most famous storylines in the war of Cerebral was Romeo and Juliet. It was a couple, I believe one of them was a Serb, I can't remember which one, and one was not. One was a Muslim. And they wanted to go to get out of there. They wanted to go to um, Belgrade. Or just, they just wanted to live life, right? They just want to get out of this hellhole. And they were killed by Serbian snipers on right, right on the front line on a bridge that's very famous. And I filmed not the shooting, but I, I went to that front line. I was one of the first people to get that footage. And they sat there for like a month because no one could get them because if they'd be shot. But that storyline just really pissed off the nationalist Serbs because their story, which by the way, goes back to your black hat thing. Their story was that everybody's the same here and we're just trying to figure it out. We're just happen to be the biggest people on the block and we're going to try to get it under control. That's, that was the line. And the, the Romeo and Juliet story, remember they were selling that Syria was filled with Mujahideen. It was filled with Muslim radicals. I, did, I was there for two years. I never had one discussion about religion. <laughs> like one. The only, thing I, the only reason I knew people were Muslim at all in any way was something about coffee. Like coffee, you know, coffee bean, uh, reading the coffee beans and just kind of old Turkish stuff. So things like that people were married to each other was terrible for that propaganda machine. And the, the idea that like the last satellite, you know, we did, we did the satellites, right? That was this thing we did in, in it's in the film, the satellite link-ups between Sarajevo and U2, which I was facilitated. The last one, which kind of ended it, I was always recruiting people, trying to find people. And this one was the, in my mind, was going to be the one. <laughs> it was the Muslim girl, a Croatian girl, and a Serbian girl who had been friends since like they were children. And I wanted them to talk about this idea that I wanted them to stand in front of Europe and say, the line you're being sold is not accurate because we're standing right here in front of you. And that was very frustrating. I mean, I'd go through checkpoint of Serbs and they would ask me how the Mujahideen are doing in Syria, but I'm like, dude, there's no one there like that. So I don't know what to tell you. And it was very frustrating. Um, I had friends, I had Roma, Roma friends, Jewish friends, Serbian friends, Croatian friends, Muslim friends. They, no one talked about this background. So that was very, very frustrating. And Joe, I'll say one more thing about that on that line. The black hat 
But I had done, I've done talks all over the world. And sometimes really, really soon after that war, I was in London doing a talk and someone said to me, well, you know, hey man, they're all, it's confusing. It's a confusing place. It's got a lot of history. There's two things I want to say to that. One, Syria is a place where there's a mosque, a synagogue, an Orthodox church, and Greek Orthodox, you know, all on the same block. Yeah. Yeah. And as Mo says, Mo, um, Ambassador Sachebase says in the movie, you do not get those four pillars of religion on the same block unless you are living centuries of coexistence. Doesn't happen, right? The second thing I want to say is when I got people to say to me, well, it's complicated, you know, uh, you know, serves this. Okay. Guess what? The guy on the hill is shooting the four-year-old right behind, right over here in the head. So you, you want to talk about your history and stuff? That's cool. I can, I'm, I'm, more than I'm more than happy to have an intellectual conversation with you about the history of the Balkans. But until we get that guy to stop shooting that kid in the head, we can't have that conversation. <laughs> we have to get that guy to stop shooting that kid in the head. Then we can maybe have this interesting conversation about history and how to move forward. So, you know, here you got the propaganda machine, um, you know, going after the artists that are, or, or anything that pulls people together, holds them together. Cause it's about, you know, creating that whole, everybody's bad. We are, we got to go get them thing. Strong guys screaming, I'll protect you. And, you know, again, like with Navalny, I mean, you start, you're starting to, I mean, it, it, some of these things are obvious in all over the, you know, in, in all kinds of cities, Israel and Gaza for, is another one. Um, a little all closer to things. home too. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I guess that's why the, the film spoke to me and why I think it's so important that as many people see it as possible. Cause I, I, you know, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, what, what can Sarajevo and this film, you know, teach us about today, about multiculturalism, about, about, how, you know, with all the disinfo out there and, and stuff, you know, um, is there something people can learn that you think, you know, helps to uh, learn about that conflict and art and culture's impact and what we're seeing today uh, in other places? Yeah, I'll start by saying we've only shown this to, you know, very short, small, you know, some big, big festivals. And I remember coming out of one. And people cry at the end of this movie, but not because they're sad or not because they've seen something. They come out of there with tears in their eyes because I asked someone, hey, how, how do you, what, what happened? You know, how do you feel? And they said, I feel a part of humanity. I feel like a better human being. I feel like I'm part of humanity. That's, I think that's the feeling you get. And I think that that's what our, we have to remind ourselves is that there's a lot of people, a lot of energy out there to, you know, disenfranchise and to, to create political factions and to put us, against each, put us against each other. If we just remind ourselves that we're really just, we're, we're, I mean, we're not the same intellectually. We all have different ideas and different religions and different things. That's, that's the beauty of us. But the beauty of us as a country is that we know that and we use it as our power. That is our power. That is our power. When we go abroad, people have always liked America because we're kind of this melting pot and this complicated, complicated history, which by the way, is so complicated, we probably shouldn't be. It's a complicated history, right? With slavery and everything and, and the Native Americans. 
it's, it's a shock that we're still here. But I think it's because we've always found a way to talk with each other and agree to disagree and keep going. That's been our power. And I think sometimes we can forget that. And art and culture are one of these things that remind us a film can be very important, a concert can be very important, a song, whatever, it doesn't really matter. And I think that is one of the great messages of the film. Guys, I, I think that's a really good place to end. I do want to remind our, our viewers uh, about the special screenings coming up on the 21st and then and then also uh, the, the wider release on the 23rd. Uh, we'll include that in the show notes. But Bill, a, anywhere else you, you want to point our, our listeners to? Yeah, I mean, you can go to the AMC website to find out what where the theater is near them. Uh, put in Kiss the Future. Um, I want to say something about the 21st. Alex mentioned that Matt and Ben talk about it in the pre-recorded session in the 21st about why they wanted to make the film. But at the end of the film, there's like a 40-minute discussion between Vesna Simovich, who's one of the protagonists in the film, myself, Nanad Chichenshine, who's the um, director, Adam and Edge from the band. And we're just kind of having this conversation, kind of like we are having right now. Like, why did we do this? What's this mean? What's the point? Um, so it's a special, it's only showing that one night, the Wednesday, the 21st. And then after that on the 23rd, it's a two week national run. So we'll see how it goes. But people can, uh, can, can, can go on the 21st, right? I mean, they're, they're still, can, two, it's yeah. everywhere. I mean, it, yeah. it's not at one place it's pre-recorded. So we've already recorded our sessions, but it will, yeah. So we'll put the link to the 21st in our show notes, hopefully. And, uh, uh, so if you, you want to go to that special screening, uh, You'll at least have the information, and also will the link to the to to the AMC where it's playing. You know, uh, uh, Bill, really the the film really brought one, like I said, brought back uh, both the the darkness and but the 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 cultural connection, the music and the art that I I felt there on the ground. I saw it, but I didn't I didn't know you were running around through all that danger and getting it and 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 turning it into something that that hopefully millions will see because I th I hope it has the same impact on on them that it had on me. So thanks Bill for coming on and thanks everyone for listening to that trippy show. This podcast will always be free with support from our advertisers and is part of Resolute Square. Check out the latest at resolutesquare.com/trippy and please subscribe to that trippy show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. And one more time, you really should make an effort. We'll put it in the show notes, but find this film, tell your friends. It, I think it's, it's not just a magical kind of rendering of what happened and how art and culture were so important, but I think it, it, it really does speak to you, will speak to you about how important that is today for all of us around the world. Thank you, and Bill, thanks again, and we'll see you all next week.